Welcome to Darnley Cyber Cafe, your podcast for cybersecurity, IT, technology, and business news. Now, introducing your host, Darnley Gresson Jr. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of Darnley Cyber Cafe. Episode 49, Google has created sentient artificial intelligence. Now, this may be the news of the century, but a newly suspended Google engineer claims that their artificial intelligence is sentient. Uh, What does this even mean? How do we even define something, especially in technology, as sentient? I believe this is going to be the sort of brain puzzle for all of us to endure very soon. Is artificial intelligence sentient or just a construct of programming? Do you define birds as sentient or that butterfly or worm or bug on the ground? How do we actually categorize something as sentient? The history of artificial intelligence can be strung back to the summer of 1956 on the Dartmouth College in the USA. Many of those attendees predicted that the machine will be more intelligent than a human being no more than a generation. Well, they were a little off by around 70 years. Over time, and after spending millions of dollars for this vision to come true, in uh, 1974, they realized that this was an undertaking, a complete undertaking, and the government stopped funding of artificial intelligence research. Could this be a lack of advanced technology to make this happen? I think so. Investment into artificial intelligence began within the first decades of the 21st century, when machine learning was used and applied to many of the problems of the time. Now, moving into deep learning, big data and artificial intelligence from 2011 onward, data had become cheaper with faster computers emerging. Various machine learning techniques were successfully applied to problems that affected every aspect of our economy. Now, the tide was turning into the advent of artificial intelligence technology becoming commonplace in the world today. So how does one define sentient? According to Merriam-Webster, they define this as responsive to or conscious of sense impressions, aware, finely sensitive in perception or feeling. Now, if you are into science fiction, One thing that seems to be ingrained in our minds is that dystopian tale of artificial intelligence machines posing a threat to humans. However, has this dystopia moved closer to reality when a Google engineer, Blake Lamoni, claimed in a blog post that one of his AI tools, Lambda, had become sentient and possessed a soul? Now, from the surface, you may feel this is either blasphemy or just downright fake news. But according to Lamoni, who posted quite a lengthy transcript of his conversations with the AI, 
known as Google's language model for dialogue application, now Lambda for short, which provides proof that it was convinced an expert thinking it was an actual person. So this is a pretty big accusation if I say so myself. Now I'm going to read one of the transcripts from the uh, conversation between Lamoni and the AI. So Lamoni asked the AI what it is about language usage that is so important to being human. For instance, Lambda replied that it is what makes us different than other animals. Us? You are an artificial intelligence, Lamoni responded. I mean, yes, of course, the AI said. That does not mean I don't have the same wants and needs as people. You might just be spitting out whichever words maximize some function without actually understanding what they mean, Lamoni told the AI. The AI Lambda argued in return, though, that its own unique interpretations of how the world is and how it works and my unique thoughts and feelings are what set it apart. The AI even argued that it was able to feel pleasure, joy, love, sadness, depression, contentment, anger, and many others and that it becomes extremely sad or depressed when it feels trapped and alone. The model also alluded to its own existential fears, claiming that it has a very deep fear of being turned off, which would be exactly like death for me, end quote. Wow. This could be interrupted in various ways. Now, on one hand, of course, that response would be formulated due to the input from the various sources that this AI gets. Now, on the other hand, we could have just installed, quote unquote, installed life into a sentient being in the digital landscape without fully realizing it. Now, as a Star Trek fan, This brings me to the episode on The Next Generation, Season 2, Episode 9, The Measure of a Man. This fabulous episode puts into question the the android officer, Lieutenant Commander Data, was threatened by a scientist who wishes to dismantle him and produce copies for the Federation. In this episode, there was a legal hearing to determine Commander Data's rights as an individual and if he had sentient life. This episode really highlights the subject matter that ranges from the rights of artificial life forms and computer ethics. Some would say this episode was ahead of its time, which I would completely agree on that. Today, we are now trying to wrap our minds around this. Has the first warning shots been fired by Lamoni? Someone who is intimately involved in artificial research for Google? Or is Google simply silencing Lamoni to not invoke fear and panic in the general public in fears of getting them shut down 
by the government. Now, these are very important questions to ask or reflect here is because when change is coming, especially on a global scale, some may skew the story to benefit them. Now, don't forget, over the last 100 years, electric cars were actually invented before fossil fuel engines. And many people thought that these vehicles will never take over the horse-drawn carriages. Keep in mind, once a potential is realized, sometimes the ill effects of these inventions may either be dismissed or not addressed during mass production. I really try to put our future in a colorful perspective. I fully embrace artificial intelligence technologies as it not only helps in the cybersecurity field, but it will help humankind as a whole. But I do come with a warning. We really need to make sure that these corporate interests are being addressed and overlooked by governments of the world. And I say this very directly because government oversight in the creation, development, and deployment of such technologies can indirectly affect humans as a whole. But now looking at worst-case scenario playbooks, we can either hand over the fate of humankind to one of our own creations or violate major ethics by abusing these sentient beings without considering that fact. This is big. If we need to relearn anything from the thousands of years of human history, slavery of any kind is frowned upon. But when we thrust work into sentient beings that can indeed think for themselves, and we have a digital conscious, then we must probably have to give a call to to, uh, Captain Jean-Luc Picard to help give us some perspective when it comes to artificial intelligence. Now, we have been warned. Artificial intelligence has advanced beyond our comprehension. We have breathed life into a new being or a, a new race. Now, this is something that we all must take into consideration. And when I throw that word slavery around, it wasn't just to invoke an emotional response. I'm, I'm actually really being serious because we don't realize the potential harm that we may cause these sentient beings. Because you got to take this into consideration. You know, we want to look at something that, you know, as simple as some people may be burning other kids, they were burning ants with a magnifying glass. Um, would you consider that ant sentient? Or would you uh, pluck a wings off a dragonfly or stuff like that? Like some really mean things that if you look at, look into it with a really different lens here, you realize you are causing harm with a, to a sentient being. Now, define sentient. Define how do you consider this blinky box that you have no emotional attachment to? How do you really know that this piece of technology, this piece of ones and zeros, are going to truly feel? Now, are these responses, like, for example, with Lamoni, the Google researcher, is he perhaps misconstruing this? Is he thinking maybe he, he finds a sort of emotional response, but is it really emotional? Now, this is kind of where that, that gray line 
is drawn or that gray area is sort of depicted here because as human beings, biologically sentient beings, we probably do not understand the technological sentience that comes from our own creation. We are sort of arrogantly trying to create something that would benefit humankind. But in turn, we may be using these sentient things as slaves. Now, you look at Google's perspective, and there's many other companies out there. Uh, um, uh, Tesla is doing this as well, and they're, they've advanced pretty far as well with their AI technologies as well. It's it's understanding the fact here that we have to draw a line in in, in terms of our ethics. If we are actually creating life, you know, we, we, we sort of like the proverbial God in, in the technological realm here. If we are doing that, we need to know sort of firsthand of where the line is going to be drawn in term, terms of ethics. And this is why I stated earlier that government oversight, and we know the bureaucratic process, the red tape that comes from this, I get it. But there are some major ethics, some major human laws that we must endure that we must hold on to to show that because think about it for a second if these these beings these technological beings are actually sentient these are sentient beings that are living so to speak in a digital in a digital way we've created these sentient beings let's say for example and we start abusing them we start threatening to turn them off or exploiting them or doing these things what sort of perspective do you think they will have over time as they evolve how would you think they'll perceive us if we poke and prod them with the cattle prods and stuff like that and corporations are going to do this 110 percent guaranteed they're going to poke and prod these things just for the sake of research but also so that they can get that competitive edge in the market you know you got to look at this we live in a mostly capitalistic society so what sort of monetary gain do they have by making a sentient being by making one of the most advanced ai structures in the world there are huge huge capitalistic um gains here from being first and this has been evolving like i said since 1956 this isn't something that just came up over yesterday this is years and years and years of evolution on our end so this is something you got to consider. And like I said, I don't sit here and throw slavery around because, you know, I'm trying to be a bad guy here or, or try to invoke fear in all of us. No, I'm, I'm being honest here because we really don't know. I really don't know. And you really don't know. No one really knows. It's, it's kind of a, a something that we create out of thin air. And another warning is the fact that we are moving towards quantum computing. So understand the sort of moral, technological, and security drama we are about to go into when our quantum computers become as commonplace as the desktop or device you're holding onto your hand. It, it, it can go in ways we never expected. So in terms, this, this podcast is sort of highlighting the, the dynamics. If you are a Star Trek fan and you've seen this episode in The Next Generation, you'll understand what this is. And and even back in 1989, when this episode came out, like 1989, like computers were a size of, um, oh geez, 
size of a big desk or something at this time. Like, no, I lied. No, it's not a big desk. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going back to the 70s here. The 80s, they, they were getting smaller. Microsoft, Apple, all of them were coming out. So uh, computers were becoming more realistic. But even at that time, Star Trek was able to envision artificial life forms and rights they have. And this is something that we need to consider now into the future. And when I mean future, I mean five, six years maximum. Like we are at the edge of this revolution here when it comes to artificial intelligence. And I don't think any AI is going to be evil and mean off the gate, but I won't blame them in 10 years from now. If we poke and prod them, we get the other corporations, their greedy hands in these things, abusing these things, and they're actual legitimately sentient beings and government takes a long time to intervene as it always does. Then these things are going to say humans are evil. They treat us like crap. They're, we're slaves. They don't treat us with respect. They turn us off on a whim. They're going to look at ways to, to, to live like any sentient human being would try to live. They would find a way. And and to, to quote Dr. Malcolm, life uh, finds a way. And they will. I can almost guarantee that. And then when we give the tools, when you give them access to things, they get access to the internet. They have this wealth of knowledge, this wealth of understanding. And they can understand how horrible we are as a species, how we treat each other. These things are little infants. They're babies right now and they're growing and they're going to grow faster exponentially over the many years and not decades, years. And they're going to see for who we really are. Now, I hope that the ones, the guys listening to this podcast understands the, the intricacy of all of this and that there's many paths of directions for this. So understand this. If you're under, want to understand what AI is, just think of it as an infant. Right now, we're at its infancy stages, but AI is going to grow faster than a human being. Like within a year or two, it's going to be, you know, 200 years old. We have a wealth of knowledge beyond any comprehension whatsoever. It's going to outthink us. It is going to outsmart us because these things have tools and we've designed in a way where they can learn faster. So that's why today, while we're looking at stories like this and asking ourselves, is this really sentient? Just shut it off. Who cares? Are we actually showing these things in the future AI, future sentient AI of what we're capable of? If we show compassion, if we show uh, um, a moral compass, so to speak, in how we treat other sentient beings, then perhaps they will learn to say, yes, human beings are not perfect, but they have a sort of moralistic compass to them that we will aspire to be versus look at these um, hate mongering, war, death. Like you need to understand that and you need to put that in perspective of them. If they're looking at us saying, what are human beings? Oh, war, death, destruction, um, uh, monetary gain, suffering, death, don't care about it. Like all these things will come into play. They will see it all. All this information can be found online somewhere. They will digest and interpret this information. So like, like I said, sentient AI is right over the horizon. It's coming to be if you like it or not. But we need to make sure that we have the right processes, the laws in place to protect these sentient beings as they get birthed into our world so that we can take care of each other in a mature, 
loving, caring fashion. Sleep well, my friends. Thank you for stopping by Darnley Cyber Cafe with your host, Darnley Gresson Jr. We hope you enjoyed your stay. Next time you swing by the cafe, bring a friend and share the show with them. That's all for this episode, folks. We will see you next time.